on, Jeremy? I did. Where and what? How? Rockfest. In Kansas City? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. He had his own um, porta potty out there, so you could see his dick. It was stupid. Excuse me. Yep. He was standing in a porta potty. Yeah, he would go in the porta potty. He had his own porta potty, so he could show his nine and three quarter inch dick. They called him the Hedgehog. That's the guy with the mustache, right? Yeah, Ron Jeremy, who's like in prison right now for sexually assaulting people. How do you sexually assault people when you're a porn star? I mean, yeah. we're. Was it like afterwards, like if he was in like a party or something, or was it like during the films? So he got accused and convicted of all that stuff like maybe 30 years after he was a pronounced porn star gotcha. for all that. I met him, though. He was cool as shit. They called him the hedgehog, and he was a lot of fun, but I definitely didn't want to see his dick, but that was the yeah. first thing that he would usually ask you, and he would be like, hey, you want to see my dick? It's nine and three quarters, and I'm like, woo, let's <laughs> just watch Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, good for you, buddy. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he had a whole porta potty at Five Finger, like like at the actual yeah. concert we were at, he had a whole porta potty to go show girls his dick, so I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, if I tried that, they'd probably just laugh, and then i get a restraining order, so. I mean, he did, eventually, so <laughs> oh, I mean, well, I think it's the same. That's a common, yeah, yeah theme. Yeah, yeah, it's the same end, whether you're famous or not so well, maybe just don't show random people your penis i think that's the best advice yeah. i've ever got in my life you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so stephanie you are a woman of many hats you wear one for what you said a crane operator i'm a crane operator by day and then you're a bartender at night i can bartend yes i've bartended for 13 years now and are you doing a coffee thing too i think i noticed last time i was in town i built an entire coffee trailer and i sell coffee like a redneck starbucks out of a mobile coffee business fuck yeah I and like that. i have six children that i've raised yeah from 21 down to 10 years old that's oh. probably my proudest accomplishment i mean is there anything better so, are you cool with getting into how it is being a single, or were you a single mother, I assume, or, I mean. Okay, so, I got married at 16 years old, and it was a literal, I, I got married to escape my childhood, because I didn't have a choice, mm -hmm. and so I met somebody in high school that was like, let's make this dream family that we never had, and I was 16 and homeschooled, and I didn't even understand that somebody could lie to you, like, it was, Yeah. I was so naive. Oh, yeah. And so he was like, no, let's make this beautiful family together and let's have kids and la, la, la. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so perfect. And so um, we got engaged. We got married. He was my first. He was the only in my life. Wow. And uh, we, we had a child together. And after that, of course, we got married. And I was 17, and I had my first child. And we had five more children by the time I turned 25 years old. How in the world does it feel to be a 16-year-old that got married? It was, it just felt so, like somebody else told you. It was almost like being parented. It was like how a parent tells you, hey, you know, you go get your license from the DMV. That's what it felt like. It was a grown-ass 19-year-old man telling me, this is what we do, and this is what life is, and wow. this is how you do it. And mm -hmm. I didn't understand that there was anything different because I was, I was escaping my childhood, so I didn't I didn't know that, right. you know, this wasn't normal or natural in any way. It was just 
this is what you do. And I'm telling you that this is what you do because right. I'm so honest and I'm so perfect, you know? Oh, yeah, you're just naive. At that, oh. Yeah, you don't know anything. I was homeschooled. Yeah. I'd never even been to a public school until I was 15 years old. Wow. Or so were you homeschooled due to religious things or just for simplicity of... My sister's looking at me right now. She knows. I was homeschooled because I was physically beaten and abused, and I could not be in society because I would have probably been put in the foster system because I had black eyes and missing teeth and things like that. So I couldn't go to public school because I would have... My parents would have been snitched yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At some point, because you can't, you can't go to school with bruises and and double black eyes, and somebody be like, "Oh, she fell down the stairs." Yeah, that doesn't. So. T- gosh, I'm sorry. You had to go through that. It is what it is, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, how does that affect your life now that you've, you're an adult? Like, how that, uh, you know? I think it makes me more gentle. I think it makes me more understanding, and I think it makes me realize that people are only evil whenever they're weak and people Mm. are only really really bad whenever they dominate other people so you have to be kind and you have to just realize you know the little caterpillar crawling across your hand you can't squish that you can't do that you know you have to be gentle you have to be kind because you're stronger than what is around you and you just have to be gentle and kind and people who are weak squish the caterpillar you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of my feeling yeah. in life i like it why do you think the the weak people do that is i think they feel power from it i think that they feel superiority from it and maybe they've experienced abuse in their life where they feel like if i squish the caterpillar i'll feel better right and that's what i was going to ask you if you think that it can go the other way like people grew up in an abusive home and stuff like that and then in return as adults they become abusive themselves oh absolutely i think they can dominate people and children especially like you can stand over the top of a child and be like you're stupid you'll never amount to anything you're a piece of shit you Mm -hmm. know that's what they've been told and that they're mimicking and they're they're dominating because that that's what they know and that's what they feel and that's that's their instinct but a lot of times you know through therapy or reading things you realize that is not who we are. That is yeah. not natural. That is not normal. We should be nurturing. We should be loving. We should care. Yeah, it's a di- it's a difficult to, especially being a child, because I w- I was never maybe seen the amount of I I couldn't imagine the abuse you went through, but you know, growing up for me, uh, I lived in a couple re- really crappy neighborhoods and stuff, so it wasn't like internal abuse, you know, other than like my siblings or something like right, beating up on right. each other. But like, yeah. So like a lot of, like I got bullied a lot and stuff like that. Like in a poverty style neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, so like, you know, growing up those kids there, yeah, I was huge in like band and things like that. Yeah. And I wanted to like practice my instruments. Like you suck, you suck. Yeah. And like things like that, like they really, at that young age, you don't realize it. They minimalize mm-hmm. what it is that you're taking pride in and they really throw it in the garbage and it, it's not fair. It's not right. Right. And, I just it's something that you know as young children they develop these you know I got told one time I don't I can't remember who it was it was probably some therapist or somebody but they're saying like the the things that you go through as a child you you create um maybe like defense mechanisms or like your brain starts wiring itself to like hey let's avoid these conflicts or act this way and then if you never address those because they're so traumatic that that can carry on in like your adult life you know Absolutely. and then yeah you can you don't realize it that's the sad part about it because you know you've just been that way all the way growing up yeah so like childhood mentality is really 
They say that you can have the maturity level of an eight or nine year old sometimes if you've been abused that bad Mm -hmm. and you've never addressed it because where your synopsis actually connects will avoid the bad shit that's happened. And so it'll connect on an eight year old level before the abuse happened, before something bad happened. Holy crap, I didn't know that. It'll connect on that level for, so you can't even, you can't have a 30 year old mindset on something whenever you don't have those 20 years between that. You disconnect on that eight, eight year old level where it was healthier, it was okay for you. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, the, the human like psyche, you know? like It's insane. Do you think animals go through anything like that too? You think? No. That's like a. I grew up on a farm, so I'm yeah. probably not going to be on the animal lover side of things. I believe, I believe in kindness of animals and all things like that. But I mean, I, I'm not going to be the person that's going to be like animals feel empathy or animals feel things like this. Mm-hmm. I've seen mom, mom dogs eat their puppies. I've seen mom oh, cats. Oh, pigs and yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen you know the the male cats come in and eat the whole litter of kittens before and traumatize mm-hmm. you as a child because you don't understand. But it's it's human nature. Human nature is violent and terrible, and and it's not right. It's not human. Dogs are wonderful. Right. Cats are wonderful. Yeah. There's things like that. You know, I mean, I would never hurt an animal on the planet. But I'm not illogical. I swear, <laughs> Savannah's over there making noise. But on a real note. Oh, you don't want to get on here? It's so controversial <laughs> to even say that. I know. Honestly. Because oh. people believe that their animals are human. But you can't give your animals a human reaction right. to what they need. A dog of wants course. an alpha leader. A dog wants a head in the home, yeah. right? They want to be told what to do or else they will tell you what to do. Oh, why yeah. would, why yeah. would you let a dog tell you what to do, right? Because well. we love the dog and they're so cute and they're human and it's fun. That's not what it is. I mean, I've studied a lot of dog training and things like that. And a dog wants you to give it structure. Yeah, they need a job. They have to have a job. And they have to know that you are the person they trust. Mm -hmm. If they don't trust you and they believe they're the person in charge, they're the thing that's in charge of the household. They're going to pee everywhere. They're going to chew at everything. They're not going to trust anybody. They're going to bark out the windows. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. But if you are the person they trust... Think about how different their life is. They know. They know you were the person in charge. You feed them. You water them. They're not scared of anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. They know you're in charge. That's what dogs want. But we put human emotions on dogs, and we give them what human needs are versus what dog needs are. Yeah. It's just my opinion. No, I, and I know I it, it is so controversial because people right. want to believe that dogs are human, but they are not. No, I, and I don't think they are. I, I do think that animals have some sort of consciousness though oh. like you know because a lot of people debate that you almost basically had to be human to have one you know so i and i think the reason why a lot of the males or like other species will kill off the young uh a lot of sex. times yeah That's all it is. exactly it's, it's all <laughs> it's just, just yeah sex. just them trying to get their seed in yes yeah so i mean that's that's just uh i don't know maybe mankind probably does that in some weird way too you mm-hmm. know but hell I don't, I don't know yeah it's it's neat though life's unique i guess in many ways but life is basic and if you look at it as basic it's so much easier basic how like you know instinctual like how uh, i guess you can make it as as complicated as you want it to be you can make it as complicated as you can make it as basic as you want to gotcha uh what was it that one time i don't might have been the second time third time i don't know like savannah and i came over it was after uh, we did the paintings or whatever 
And uh, yeah, we went over to the house, and then you went on this rant how you're basically a conservative lesbian construction worker, or like crane operator, excuse me. You want to kind of get in a little bit oh. of that? That's I mean, fine. Yeah, okay. that's good. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so first off, hello, you're a woman that's in a man's field. Do you get... I, I don't say it's a man's field, but commonly, you oh, know, it's that's... it's a man's field. There's, you're not saying anything Right. Wrong. There's not a whole lot of female if, crane if operators. If 85% of the work field is male, then definitely it's a man's work field. So, I mean, that's that's a fair yeah. statement. But here you are fucking showing them boys how it's done, ain't it? It's insane because they'll come to you and they'll say things like, I didn't know they even hired girls. What do you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> You ask them, like, hey, I'm a human, you know? Like, yeah, hey. They don't care. They'll be like, oh, you're as old as my mom. Okay, is your mom a badass? No, my mom does dishes and does the laundry and takes care of my husband, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, what? What do you mean? She takes care of her, her, her husband and she doesn't do anything else? And they're like, yeah, that's what women are supposed to do. I'm like, oh, well, shit, here <laughs> the fuck I am making more money than your father does. That's great. They really say that to you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What is this, like the 20s? But the thing is, I'm very welcoming. I'm very open. I'm People aren't scared to talk to me because I am an, a nice person. You are lovable. <laughs> so they'll they'll say things to me that are just so, I mean, out of pocket that you can't believe that they just fucking said it to you. And they'll just literally look me in the eye and be like, you're older than my mom. I can't believe you're out here working manual labor. Well, I can't believe your mom's washing the shit stains out of your dad's boxers. Like, what do you want me to say? (laughs) Fuck, dude. I had to raise my kids. I, I have six children. And you can't raise six kids on Walmart wages or, you know, just. Right waiting on a man to take care of you that's not what's gonna happen how so. the hell did you become a crane operator <laughs> what got you into that okay so honestly the first step on that was being a car wash chamois washer so okay. it's a mobile car wash they mm-hmm. bring in a van that has like a pressure washer in it and they pressure wash all the cars in um like you know car lots that yeah. have three thousand cars or whatever in them. yep they they pay you 25 cents a car Holy crap. And you have 60 seconds to wash each car, and it's 3,000 cars in a day. What? It's insane. It is fucking insane. But I owned it, man. I fucking, I kicked ass. Where'd you do that at? That was in St. Joe, um, Kansas City, Excelsior, all over the place. Oh, you had to just constantly travel to go all these places. It wasn't just one set location. And you rode inside of the van on top of a milk crate. There wasn't even a fucking seat for you, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) You just did it. And you got there, and they gave you like $175 a week to do this shit. What? But the oh wife gosh. of the person that owned this worked at the crane operating steel job. Mm-hmm. They've always said the saying, it is never what you know, it is who you know. That's right. So you make networking connections with people that are bigger and better than you are. And then you convince them, hey, listen, I can be as big and better as you are. And then that's how you continue to get closer to what you want. So I worked there for about a year, and they were like, oh, you're awesome. You're a hard worker. You always show up. You'll drive the crew. You'll do everything. Of course I will. I mean, I've got to raise kids. i got to feed my kids. Name, there's, name n- it. there's not an option. You know, yeah. you know what? I'm going to take off Tuesday. You know, my kids can go hungry. That's, that's not how life works, you know? Unfortunately, no. And so <laughs> the husband was like, listen, I never give anybody references. I never give anybody referrals, but... I work at the steel factory, and they start out at $17 an hour. 
And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, it's manual labor. He's like, it's hard fucking work. It's 100 degrees outside in the summertime. Yeah. It's negative 10 degrees in the wintertime. I think you got the balls to do it. And I was like, I'm down. <laughs> Look at these ovaries. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so I started, and I started out at like 16 bucks an hour. I make like 21, 22 bucks an hour now, and I've been yeah. out there four years. And that's how I started it. That's what I Jeez. did. Well, that's good that you got that, like, in four years, you already got that much of a growth. Because I was at my last place, and I didn't even get – I was there for three years, and they never even talked about moving me up. Yeah. So that's crazy that they're, like, they must see the potential in you. They legit hate me. Let's not even joke. Really? They hate Your me. company hates you? My company hates me. I'm a woman, and I speak my mind, and they hate me. I just thought, like, your coworkers were rough on you, but I didn't think the company was. No, they put – so the old management team loved me. They absolutely were like, you are a, a fucking go-getter. We've never met anybody that's just, yeah. like, willing to learn new shit like you are. You're such an awesome team leader, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then they fired them good old country boys, right? And then they brought in these corporate motherfuckers, and these corporate motherfuckers came in, and they said – yeah, we're going to need you to be here at a specific time, and we're going to need you to work more hours, and we're going to need you to do this. And this. I'm like, whoa, 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 listen. Mm-hmm. I am scheduled for 40 hours a week. If you need me to work 50, that's fine. I'll do that if that's what you need me to. But I'm not going to volunteer for 60, 70, 80 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm raising my kids. I can't do well, this. Yeah. They hated it. And I'm not a yes man. I'm a why are we doing things that are harder than they're supposed to be man. I think we need more people like that in life. Yeah. So they hate me. They literally hate me. Jeez. It is what it is, though. I mean, I'll move on to something better. I know tons of people. I've networked with wonderful people. Oh, so. yeah. Well, maybe your coffee thing might get so popping, too, that you just stay busy with that. That'd be a nice end goal, right? Be your own boss. Yeah, I love it. And it's been wonderful. It's been successful. Can you you kind of want to go down that rabbit hole with me? I mean, sure. I feel like that's something. Let's talk. Yeah, <laughs> about being an entrepreneur and everything. Yeah. I mean, what, what kind of got that inspired? So... I bartended for 13 years, and I'm really good with people. I'm good with serving. I understand a crowd, you know. And I got to talking to some other friends that I have that are entrepreneurs and doing the coffee thing, and they were like, well, you know, the hardest part is being a brick-and-mortar building Mm -hmm. because you have to have bathrooms, you have to have a certain square footage. You know, there's a lot of money that goes involved with that. And it's like three years till you make a profit on a brick-and-mortar building. Right. Simply because of the cost, because of the overhead, because of absolutely everything that goes into it. And I have wonderful friends that talk to me candidly about business, about things that is just the way that it is. And I said, well, what if I build a camper? What if I build a mobile coffee business? Mm -hmm. And I could just pull that coffee business as a to-go drive-through to Lathrop, to Polo, to Bramer, to all these people that have no access to a Starbucks or anything that's even close to that. And Mm -hmm. they were like, that's it. Yeah. You, You literally got it. That that's it. So I did a lot of research. I did a lot of um, money crunching. I did a lot of traffic. I did a lot of um, studying about where the busiest places are. Lathrop is probably, I think, 30,000 cars a day go through Lathrop. No shit. Had no idea. So the antique frog up there at Lathrop, I Mm -hmm. talked to them, and I got a space where I could plug in my camper. Oh, nice. Got my whole business all planned out. I got all my business proposals planned out, and I could not get a loan from the bank they they told me flat out they said there is no way to get a business loan from a bank since 2020 because the restaurant business is the most number one failed business oh yeah i'm like it's not a restaurant it's a coffee shop it's different i'm not serving food and they're like it doesn't matter 
uh, we won't approve it, blah, blah, blah. So I just had to do it on my own. And me and my dad built an entire coffee trailer together. We popped it up. We got plumbing in there. We got everything we need to. And we started that whole business together. And that's, I would guess, my, my future yeah. is going to be that. And I also bought a food truck. But I, I haven't even touched it yet. Oh, so. my, what the hell? Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah, I have not even touched it yet, though. I mean, I hurt my shoulder at work, so I, I've just got to be really careful about what I'm doing because, oh, yeah. you know, I don't want to hurt my, my shoulder even worse. So going off the coffee thing, you know, you, pay, you pretty much like uh, – you did the right decision, though, going on your own. Because now you don't have that freaking bank loan. You're not going to pay a crazy yep. amount of interest on something, you know. Not even a dollar on it. I just paid it all out of my pocket. Exactly. So it's just like you're already money ahead that way. And what kind of coffee are you doing? Like, how did you figure out? Are you doing something special with them? Or how are you like putting, like, cream, mocha, whatever thing? Straight Starbucks. We call it Redneck Starbucks. That's yeah. the funniest part of it. That's the actual name? I mean, that's not the name of my business, but that's what uh, everybody calls my business. So I'm going to just embrace it. I don't want to say, yeah, tag it. I I'm kind of like thinking it. And everybody's like, oh, Starbucks is going to, you know, sue you. I don't think that that's going to happen in, in Bramer, Missouri. What if you call it like rednecks, like Starbucks? Spell like, it differently. Yeah, like like a deer. Kind of what we yeah, were talking okay, about. Yeah. yeah. That's what everybody calls me is redneck Starbucks. Yeah. And you could spell it like a redneck or, you know, like. With an X it, on the Starbucks yeah, is kind of yeah. what I was talking. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of leaning that direction. We'll see. But, I mean, it. I really believe that it's service, quality, price. That is yeah. really, truly what it is. I mean, my cups are only 350 each. Starbucks charges 5 to 6 each. The only reason I can afford to do a 350 cup of espresso latte is because it is a mobile business. There's mm -hmm. no bathrooms. There's no overhead. It's not a brick and mortar. It's completely right. mobile. And I can go where my customers are. And that is the biggest oh, deal. Oh, yeah, know. Exactly. You could almost chase a crowd, too. You know, yep. if, like, you know there's, like, an auction coming up or, like, a car show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you have to have like a special permit and all that now, or just a regular county license for the yeah. county that you're operating out of? You do have to have a county license for each county that you operate in. But as long as you know where you're going, you just it's twenty bucks. I mean, it's not a big deal. You just buy it out prior and twelve then, months. Yeah, exactly. Each, each, I mean, especially if you have a circuit that you're going to. That's you it. Just buy yeah. it out. Huh. The health inspector will have to come and inspect your camper, and then once. The first one inspects your camper. You generally just give the next health inspector from the next county the same letter of certification that you already got, and then they'll approve you. Yeah, they're just kind of It's like, not a yeah. big deal. Huh. Certainly if it's like a 12-month plan, I mean. Right. So whenever you do the food truck thing, is that going to be uh, tied to the coffee, or is it going to be its own entity? I think it should be two separate entities. I think that uh, business-wise, that's the smartest way to do it yeah because coffee's not food and coffee is very easy it's just beverages food on the other hand is you're talking a lot of different levels that's a of yeah, new ball game huh sanitation of you know food storage of all kinds of bullshit mm -hmm. so yeah i'm i know some people who do like the only the freezer pre-bought stuff and i don't know if there's a little bit of leeway with that just because it's all kind of pre-cooked yes. essentially but anything you're serving to the public is completely objective to the food handler the food health inspector yeah. of the county so wow so uh what kind of food are you thinking what what's going to be the theme on that we're doing pastas i'm calling it mama porkies mama porkies and it's gonna be hot pink me and my sister are gonna paint it and you're only gonna do pasta we're going to pasta, and then we're going to do pulled pork. We haven't quite decided, like, what yeah. the schedule's going to be on any of that. But I want to do a pasta mix-ins where it's 
choose your pasta, whether it's going to be macaroni, spaghetti, you know, whatever kind of pasta you like. And then your meat going to be hamburger, chicken, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And your sauce, whether it's going to be, you know, marinara or Alfredo. And then your mix-ins and all that. All right, so are you quite the cook already? No, Savannah, am I a good cook? Chef Boyardee at its <laughs> finest. I oh. swear to God, she never fails. Do you see this double chin? I mean, it comes from somewhere. Oh, girl, you're beautiful. Don't worry about none of that. There's more, you know, uh, I can't flirt with you, so never mind. <laughs> I know it's pointless. I'm only, what, 20 years old? <laughs> I think I was hitting on you the night that you served me at the bar, probably. You were being so unbelievably nice, and it was so busy out there, and I was like, just so thankful for your graciousness because i mean i had a wrapped bar and poor it mandy was, yeah packed mandy's trying to cook back there mm-hmm. and i'm the only person that's up front trying to serve drinks and you're like you know what i want something new <laughs> <laughs> like you son of a gun um how about a gin and tonic and you were like i don't think i've had that before and i was like let me let me cut you up some limes uh, let me make you something delicious and you and your friend oh. were, you guys were drinking it and you were like dude this is fucking delicious well, I'm a I'm a gin guy, but I think we want to try that new that yeah that one you had in that weird can looking thing. Yep. Yeah. The still water. Gin. Yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, check this out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because and every, disposable glasses, which just makes me cringe so bad. It is a little on the uh, authentic, you know, Midwest style, but it's a little small hole in the wall bar shit. Yeah. No, we actually had Mandy on here, and yeah, she did an awesome like a 20 minute interview. Dude, I'm I love the busy you. bee. Mandy is amazing. We have sat and talked business. She is probably the person who's helped me the most with my coffee business, yeah. my food business, my plan, talking to the banks and everything. She sat down with me and helped me draw up plans. And I was like, how are you so smart? She's like, you know, I have four years of a business degree in food service. And I was like, oh, that I, completely explains everything. I didn't even know that was a thing. She's amazing. She is that, fucking yeah, that's awesome. amazing. And I hate whenever people are like, oh, yeah, the bar in town. It's not a bar in town. It's what like a Ma- hangout, honestly. Mandy is an entire entity. Her family is an entity. Mm-hmm. I've never met somebody that can run a business on two cents before. But she does. She fucking, she makes it work so well. She's so welcoming. She's oh, yeah. just so, let's come in, let's hang out. And just yeah. like you said, a hangout. It's not, oh, fuck, I've got to have $100 in my pocket to go to the Busy Bee. You're yeah. never going to feel that way. No. You're going to come in. You're going to hang out. You're going to play some pool. You're going to play some darts. You're going to chat and visit. And you're going to have a great fucking time. Until the big redneck guys come in and I try to hit them up for money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They call me Dyke as soon as they walk in. If I can what? S- you gotta tell them the story. Yeah, there's <laughs> obviously the something there. Yeah, yeah. It's absolute bullshit is what I think. But that's that's well, the redneck dudes for you. I mean, are you comfortable talking about your? You know, like you want to know? Okay, I am biased, fuck, dude. I got no problems. I oh, okay. I did, I thought you were just like swung solely for the other team. I didn't know you. you I have both six kids. I know a lot of ladies that have <laughs> kids that are lesbians. Yeah. We, my mom, whenever we were younger, we, I can't remember the, how it all was down, but this lady did tattoos at her house mm-hmm. and her and her friend, the kids, everybody thought it was the aunt, you know? So all of us kids were always like, dude, why is your aunt always with your mom? Like, what's up with that? And we like be in the basement playing and stuff, you know? And he's like, dude, I don't know either, but my mom kisses my aunt a lot. <laughs> and I was like, dude, 
I think your mom likes girls, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, as kids, like, you're innocent of that kind of stuff. But now as adults, if you have grown men saying that to you, it's like, hey, buddy, guess what? You know, this is 23 now. Like, yeah. we're pretty it's, – it's just everybody's just trying to figure out, like, who am I, what am I comfortable with, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how – what made you become bi or what i guess may not maybe made you but what was your decision in that i think i've always legitimately been that way because i remember playing football with the guys and the girls and everything and i remember the guys always be like oh man i want to i want to get becky down you know i want to like fucking kiss her or whatever you know Whoa, and yeah. i would always be like damn i want to <laughs> tackle her and kiss her too shit you what know? kind of fucking football are you playing girl oh we, we were tough old country girls and boys <laughs> out then back in the day and i mean I remember very vividly them talking about, oh, man, you know, I, I wonder how good she kisses or I wonder this or that. And I would be thinking the exact same things. I would just yeah. be sitting there thinking, damn, I do wonder what she looks like underneath that, you know. Yeah. But I never questioned that it wasn't normal, you know. And then I got into high school and I am the most non-judgmental person. I mm -hmm. loved everybody. So I was homeschooled all the way until I was in sophomore year. I'd never stepped foot in a school before. And then my mother remarried, and she moved us to Oregon. And she just enrolled me in school in sophomore year. Never stepped foot in a public school before. Oh, really? So where did you live at before? And Yankee Ridge in Polo. Oh, okay. For a long time. Wow. Yeah. And then you moved all the way out to Oregon? Yeah, she met somebody new. Oh, uh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Anyways. He had some religious vision, and then they decided to move to Oregon. I don't fucking know. Religious vision is a cult? I mean, Nicole, what do you think? Would we call it a, a cult? I don't know. I mean, it's up to you all. Well, actually, uh, hold that thought. I'm going to throw a log on the fire, and then I'll be right back. I think we should touch on this. Honestly. We probably should. I feel like I have... You've got a lot more clarity in the situation because, I mean, I was, I was a teenager, very, you know, versus you. And I lived with my dad it. for so long. Exactly. Like I know all of the crazy mental dreams and delusion and not even necessarily like cult. I think cultish is right. I mean, that was, that was a good really word. So. That's a good word. But I mean, I don't know if cult is a singular person. All right, ladies, you ready? think so what are you two doing there's something in my eyeball <laughs> we'll figure it out i'm trying to be nice i didn't see anything you got a little hole in your pants she always has a hole in her pants <laughs> what did you say i said you always have a hole oh, in no, your pants up, maybe somebody should buy her some new pants <laughs> you better go fucking get the getting all right we ready yeah all right uh so we're going to talk about a cult. Okay. Well, it's not necessarily a cult. So yeah. she's talking about how our mom met somebody. Yeah. Which was my dad. Mm. Um, so This is fucking juicy. All right, how old was this when this happened? How old are you? I was 13. 13 or 14. I don't think so because they had me like one year after that. Like literally like she was probably pregnant. Yeah. Whenever she left Matt. I want to say 14 then. Probably. I was 14. 
Ooh, okay, so you moved to Oregon when you're 14 with your mom and her new, new man, and the new man is your daddy. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any full siblings. Like okay. that, that she's only my half sister. I technically oh, okay. have five siblings. Huh. Um, I don't even know. There's so much to like. So my mom met this guy and. She used him to get away from my evil stepdad, the one that was beating the shit out of me and all of these things. So she used her father Mm -hmm. to be able to fund and divorce her ex-husband. So then she was pregnant with my sister before we even left Polo. So. And he got a vision from God. (laughs) Okay, so your dad was in Polo too. And like they met your mom and dad uh, met they, in Polo. They met on the internet. Oh no, joke! When I, was this? I think he lived in like Wichita. Yeah, honestly, he lived in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, and they met on the internet. Mm-hmm. And he was God sent him. What like on <laughs> eHarmony? <laughs> no, this was way before. This was like what? AOL shit. This was way. How do you meet before. people on AOL or something like that? Like I back mean, then, before the apps. I can't remember what the chat rooms they used to be part of. Oh wow, that sounds like some human trafficking shit going on. <laughs> So All right. Anyway. My mom was so addicted to the internet that she never left the chat rooms. She would what? wake up at 10 a.m. and she would be awake till 3, 4, 5 a.m. talking on these chat rooms. And it was all religious, crazy ass shit. If I were to reread the transcripts, I would, my <laughs> mind would just blow up. Yeah. Here. Hey, uh, Savannah. Yeah. Your phone like, just blew up. Did you hear that? Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Oh, that's cool. My I just want to. Yeah, the board's just, like, right underneath you, so. Is that what the... Yeah, that... (laughs) Yeah. But not to be rude. So my mom met him on the internet, and then that was her answer to get away from the guy beating the shit out of me and my brother. Gotcha. And so then he lived in Wichita, so she was like, let's move to Wichita, just like that. It was literally... We had a whole farm, we had horses, we had a whole life, we had all this shit going on, and she just... She just went hooked up with him in a Wichita mall parking lot, got pregnant with my sister, and we just moved. Yeah. Just like that. We moved to the projects in Wichita. There's wow. three. I didn't know Wichita had projects. I did not ever meet a colored person in my life, and we moved to the projects in Wichita. Huh. I'm, I'd never met anybody that yeah. wasn't like me, you right. know, like a little weird and, and white, you know? Yeah. It was wild. It was fucking wild. And then my mom was already pregnant with my sister, and then we moved to Wichita, and then my crazy-ass religious stepdad had visions, and he had biblical bullshit. And the, nec- the next thing we knew, he was, God told me to open up a homeless shelter in the state of Oregon. What? Just like that. What and was his name? Do you remember? Or what? what's your dad's name? Ernie. Okay, never mind. <laughs> my mom had a thing happen with my step. I had a stepdad named Dennis. And he did kind of the same thing, too. No so, way. Yeah. I've, I've seen some resemblance there. So I don't necessarily were... know what happened whenever they moved to Oregon, but they moved from the beautiful state of Oregon to Branson, Missouri, because my dad had <laughs> a dream. And in this dream, there was a black shadow of a man, and they were standing in front of the Grand Palace, and he somehow knew exactly what it was. And he woke up and he literally started planning the next day. Like we moved, we ended up in Excelsior Springs mm-hmm. in a, is it HUD? Yep. In a HUD house. Oh, and yeah. then we moved to Harrisonville. 
and then we would vacation to Branson all the time. The entire time he was still having, he was Visions. like planning. He was an IT man at this point. He and did I do think, drugs? <laughs> no. Surprisingly not. He wasn't even drinking. Would he have mental issues like schizophrenia or anything like that? Or I wouldn't be surprised. I know he's yeah. at least ADHD at the very least. Um, like, which I think is a part of where I get a lot of my creativity from. Honestly, though, like yeah. my dad, he's a very he thinks about a lot of different things, and it's not always crazy. Right. It's just the fact that he acts on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're I not mean, wrong. You're hundred yeah. percent. Because not a lot of people would be like, I had a dream with a man standing in front of me, and obviously that was an investor. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's a bold move, Cotton. I mean, geez. From Oregon, Oregon. <laughs> So the investor was going to help do what again? Buy the Grand Palace so that the he Grand could. Palace. Yes. So it was a one of the original theaters in Branson that used to have all of the big stars, which everybody says that Branson is where stars go to die. Um. Kind of, <laughs> unfortunately. But he was bound and determined that he was going to be the one that changed it. So he was going to find an investor and they were going to fix it up and they were going to remodel the Grand Palace. I don't know. He just, he threw a pitch and he, in the wind, yeah. anybody, everybody. The, and the, the wild best. thing about her dad is he had the, he had the energy level. He had the charisma. He pulled tons of people into the Grand Palace. I have pictures inside of the Grand Palace that we took in front of the pianos that are that are signed by you know country star greats you know mm -hmm. on the on the stage out there they really believed that ernie could do this and he believed it 100 percent. we would go drive and sit in the parking lot and he would just stare at it like you could yeah. tell that he was passionate was, about yeah. it but there wasn't really a way to do it he got fired from a job actually trying to do this he worked for silver dollar city as an it man yeah. and he signed a contract that he couldn't work for or with other people and he did actually get a show in the grand what? palace nelly. they brought nelly yeah to town and he got like, fired because he did the website nelly. for it the nelly yeah yeah he got nelly into the town and they blacklisted him and fired him for it what and i never realized the fact that he signed a contract not to work for other people and stuff because right. he, did, he did websites on the side so he yeah. did the website to do the show yep so just for that they fired him from silver dollar city for working outside of contract oh my gosh but he would demonize silver dollar city so much and I never realized until, like, the past couple years, I was like, my dad actually broke contract. Like, they didn't fire him for racist reasons or something. something yeah. Because I always thought that it was, like, something racist because that's how he made it out to be. Mm. Like, oh, nobody wanted Nelly in town, so they fired me for it. Gotcha. Yeah. That's crazy. So, unfortunately, he never got the end goal, never got the carrot. Mm -mm. No. Nope. I don't think there's a possible way. He's a truck driver now. To do that. I mean, truck drivers make good money. He makes good money. They just don't do anything that they wanted to do with it. Right. That's crazy. So, what what do you guys do after Branson? What uh, I guess we can get. How about this? We're at we're coming up on forty minutes. So, what you guys? I don't know. This is what happens. I like to get too in depth <laughs> with certain topics, and I'm not good about jumping around sometimes. So, I mean, we can go into uh. Kind of like where you're at now growing up, uh, struggles as like, you know, being both females, you know, like there's since there's a little bit, what would you say, 14 years between you two? 
Something like 16? that. 16 years. I think it's 16. Okay, so 16 years, you know. So maybe we could talk about the struggles that you face, especially, you know, Stephanie, uh, coming from, are you, by, I don't know, your sexual She's preference. Gay. She's gay. I'm okay. bisexual. So, I mean, if you both want to kind of talk about the struggles that you do with, with that, you know. In and, a small town, Bramer. And, yeah, <laughs> in a small town because, you know, you think about the, the city, or hell, you know, anything locally that has more than probably like 10,000 people, they're probably a little more open-minded to it, aren't they? They literally Maybe. call me the lesbian main, so that's that's the greatest thing that's ever happened. That's kind of, yeah. It's kind of cool. At least it's like, oh, Main Street. <laughs> Thanks, you know? guys. No, it was no. funny because I was at the bank, and two older ladies were, I'm very friendly, I'm nice and kind, mm-hmm. you know. And they turned around, they're like, oh, my God, who is she? And then the other older lady, she goes, that's the lesbian on Main. Oh. And I was like, I have a nickname. That, that's almost like a superhero name. Like, Thank you. That's Batman. You know what I mean? So you should just, like, get, like, a shirt and just, like, it's just Rip so it unfortunate because, like, I was at the end of my relationship, and then now I get this, this small town vitriol, you know, nasty, this, this yeah. you know, because I'm the lesbian on Main. Like, it's so not fucking fair. But do I give a fuck? Probably not. Has, I mean, <laughs> has it affected your coffee business? I don't think so. No. I think I'm friendly enough, and I think I offer a good enough product that they really don't give a fuck. Yeah. That's kind of my. Feeling. That's kind of like me. Savannah, you know, he got squalls, girl. I know. He'll fucking get you, get your gizzards. So sweet. Oh, he's a cuddle buddy, but yeah, he got fucking So, my beautiful younger sister, though, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not on the same plane. I'm almost 40 years old. Yeah. I'm not on the same dating, yeah, I'm not on the same dating scale. My sister is, is a 10 out of a 10. And so, to be in a small town that sees being a lesbian or, or mm-hmm. bi or anything like that, like, you know, like a bad thing. Right. It really fucking sucks because she comes from Branson. She comes from places that are bigger than this bullshit. Right. And then, you know, she tries to date girls or whatever, and girls are not brave enough. They will never be brave enough to be like, oh, I'm, I'm willing to be the lesbian on Maine. Mm-hmm. Nobody's willing to be the lesbian on Maine. I'm almost 40, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. She's... 20, 20, about to be 23. Almost 23. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We're going to talk shit. No. No, so, yeah, being in the, the 20-some market, how's that been? Like, I know, like you said, like, small town stuff, but you obviously had to branch out, right? I mean, <clears throat> I just moved back from Texas, so I was in a college in a military-based town for nine months, and... Oh, hell, you should have been sold by the fuck. I think it would have been so easy, but I was so, it was my first move. I had to move out of my house because I let a man move into my house and he wouldn't leave. What? Like a dweller? No. Or a squatter or whatever? A a situationship, if you will. Hey, I dig it. Because I'm I'm too nice and he was like, I don't have anywhere to stay. And I was like, oh, well, we, we hang out anyway. You might as well. Just, just stay at my house. Yeah, Whatever. Be cool, Whatever. Right? It's fine. Yeah. And then um, at first, I tried to find a job that had a house. So I was going to be a groom for like a, an Arabian show barn. And they were going to let me live in the trailer for free. What? Not in like a trailer trailer. Like a like a mobile home like trailer. A, oh, like a livestock yeah. trailer. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So I was going to do that. Yeah. Um, and then that lady was crazy. So um, I was jobless for a little while. Yeah. But my dad, being a trucker, makes decent money. And at that point in time... He still didn't hate me because I am disowned now. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Okay, um, we got time. 
And um, so I had him paying my bills and I was texting my best friend and I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't have I don't have home that I can go to. Yeah. She had all six of her kids at home. I couldn't go to my sister's house. I feel you. So I was just stuck at this house until my dad stopped paying me money. And uh, my best friend was like, well, my husband's about to deploy to like Africa oh, no. for six yeah. months. And I was like. I'll just come move in with you. That's awesome. Yeah, That's that all I've out. ever wanted. I don't like your tone right now. I, I know how that. I, I see it. anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like. I know. I had junior Marines and stuff. They they do situations like that. They go on deployment. The next thing you know, they come home and like 15 people are fucking living oh. on their own. Well, house. no, like we discussed it. Like yeah. Justin was friends with me back whenever they were first getting together and stuff. Because gotcha. whenever we were in high school, oh my god, this cat is so sweet. Um, <laughs> I was dating. Like, I was dating a dude, and then that dude was his best friend, and then so yeah, best friend right. to best friend yeah. kind of a thing, and then we all kind of hated each other for a little while. I'm not even gonna lie, um, but I broke up with that dude, and then had the situationship. So now it's like I don't want to talk to anybody. Like I just want to be single. I'm so sick of people. Yeah. Like I just want to hang out with my best friend. This sounds perfect. So I moved down like a month before he leaves for deployment. So we have like Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything. And by the time he gets back, everything was fine. Everything was, it was fine. Yeah. We were all getting along. And then he started, he, it was just a simple lie. It was a simple lie that I didn't catch for like a week. Hmm. And as soon as I told my boss at work, cause me and my boss at work were friends. She was like, oh no, that's a lie. That's 100% a lie. And I was like, what? No, yeah. they wouldn't do that. So right before it was, they were leaving for a two week trip. So he got back from deployment um he bought a brand new camaro and all this other garbage even though um her car was broke down like had no ac all kinds yeah of like why well, didn't fix yeah anyways yeah that's a whole different ordeal yeah yeah but, we don't need to get into that <laughs> <laughs> um and they were going on a two-week vacation so right after they got back and he told me he told her two days before they were leaving that the landlord found out that I was there and that they were giving me a 30-day notice, but that they convinced them to wait until after their two-week vacation to give me the 30 days. So basically, they moved out and was like, oh, we didn't have the balls to tell this chick to move out, so they're blaming, the, like, saying it on you? Well, I wasn't necessarily supposed to be there, so it was, right. the, it was technically, it was actually the owners of the house that he was blaming, so the owners of the house, like, you're supposed uh, to, like, claim how many people are renting right. the house, yeah. so the landlord knew that I was there, so it wasn't That's a problem when he came in, Right. but he, they were like, oh, the Callahans found out that you're here, yeah. and that you're going to have to go, and I was like, oh my god, this sucks, that stupid landlord, yeah. and my boss was like, no, he's lying, he just wants you out. Yeah, that was, yeah, a, like a passive aggressive way yeah. of doing it. So they got back from their vacation and me and my best friend were hanging out on like my last night. I had all my stuff packed up and I said, can I share a thought with you real quick? And she was like, yeah, yeah. What's going on? I said, I think Justin's lying because you didn't hear the phone call. There's no proof of this. There's no text messages. Yeah. Like, and she, she sat there for a second and she just kind of stopped and she had this horrible look on her face and she said, I have a horrible feeling that you're right. She probably got caught. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking she smack, didn't. but like more than likely, she probably knew that he was up to it. Oh, I don't know. I just know like, I, 
I just know how stuff works. If it helps what happened, right? I think it was a very small point of a big plan because they got divorced like two two months later. I feel like she was pretty naive during the situation. Well, no, I think you are, or you think his wife was. I think the wife was pretty naive. Really? Because the wife was Nicole's friend, so... For her to be like, you know what, I, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I really hope that that's mm-hmm. not true. I believe that from her only because she is that naive to be like, oh, my, my CD would never do that. Yeah. You know? huh? I, I, I don't do know. feel I like she's a little ways. naive. But, yeah. I mean. You're right. I don't know. I just, I've always been a very, like, open communicator on things. So, I, I just, maybe I Isn't it easier assume. to be open? I mean, me yeah, and my sister, we are the most open people about communication. Is it so much freaking easier to be like i don't like this yeah and she'll be like oh why not exactly well, yeah. because it makes me feel this this and this well, perfect then i won't do it anymore or why does it make you feel this this and this i don't really know i just i'm just letting you know that it feels like this yeah let's talk about it that's how we communicate with each other and mm-hmm. i think she's the only person on the planet that i've met that isn't like well fuck you for feeling that way I don't think I've ever, well, I mean, maybe a handful of people, but yeah. (laughs) Literally, she's the only person that I have been close to that's not like, screw you for feeling the way that you feel about something. My sister's like, why do you feel that way? Let's break it down. Let's Let's talk talk about about this. And I'm like, well, I don't, I mean, don't you, aren't you doing this because of this? And she's like, fuck no, I'm not doing that because of this. (laughs) I'm doing that because like, I just don't want to do that. And I'm like, not because you hate me. (laughs) it's the weirdest thing but it's so wonderful it's wonderful to have that relationship with a sibling you know that that has probably not experienced the same in your relationships as i have not explained or or really experienced like honestly us moving in together we've realized how much we have in common even though we haven't been close barely at all in the past our entire lives honestly we've only had a couple points where we've been close. I used to come up when I was 16 all the time, but mm-hmm. other than that, we've never really been just sisters. Yeah, yeah. that's great. And we're finding so many cute little similarities. Me and my niece, too. We have the same birthmark we found out. What? <laughs> that's some, like, water paintings <laughs> happening right there, dude. That's crazy. Well, ladies, I'm going to go ahead, and uh, we're wrapping up here in, like, 10 minutes. So sometimes I'll let people shoot out if you got, like, Instagrams or social medias or anything uh maybe something for your coffee i don't know if you have a social media thing for the coffee it's trippy coffee is all that it is but i'm not doing it right now so okay so well yeah i just kind of do that but i mean i think we had a, a fun podcast everything you said right you guys want to speak more you got something else today we could do a part two but i sure wish savannah would have said something she did she said oh fuck that shit <laughs> yeah sounds about right no Alrighty. Well, everyone, that was Across the Bar, and uh, I thank you all for coming out and doing this with me tonight. A blast.